Hello, welcome to Sarcasm Colored Glasses. I'm your host, Jay. And today, what could we speak about possibly besides reviewing Wonder Woman 1984, which had just premiered? And um, as I've been raving about, um, you know, this being uh, DC taking the initiative to be releasing these things, streaming, and I mean, putting theaters and streaming, um, not that anybody's going to the theater, but it's smarter to just let it go and let it ride. And um, the awesome thing about this is because it is on HBO Max with your paid subscription and you don't have to actually pay anything else for it. Unlike things that have been released on Disney Plus, where it would be um, premium access, quote unquote, or um, the Amazon direct movies where you have to pay for the, uh, you know, whatever particular fee on that on top of your already um, Amazon Prime subscription. So, um, so super cool about this. And I think that that's a really cool way to go forward. And uh, we'll see how, you know, they determine, you know, box office things or how these things are actually making out of it later. But Blah, 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 blah. We want to hear about the movie, right? Okay, so I'm going to actually try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. Um, uh, I mean, it's also because it's obvious because it's free and easily in streaming. Um, it's not where it's something where you have to be like, oh, I don't know when I'll get out to see it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like there's a kind of, and also we're not going out, so there's not a whole lot of excuses. So if I do throw in a little spoiler here or there, um, you know, then tough for you because it's easy to watch <laughs> but uh either way i'm actually trying not to uh because i want to see i want to like inspire you to watch it or not watch it or whatever and also that i really want to throw out there too is it's very 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 important especially it's something where um some things have been delayed and delayed and delayed and they're, and they're finally out is to not go about hype um, reviewing isn't about, you know, like if something lived up to hype or not. Um, it's about, you know, you know, breaking down stories, do the, uh, character development, interest, things that, you know, did it do what it's supposed to do? Um, because, uh, especially with commercials and like I said, like, especially with something that's been delayed so long and you're finally getting it. And, um, it's easy to get caught up in hype, you know? So um, I always try to put that out of my mind when I'm watching something and just kind of watch it to watch it, you know, like pretend that this just came out, you know, when it was supposed to and that I didn't watch any commercials for it. Um, and then kind of take that in. That's really the mindset you really want to go into when you're um, watching anything, really. So um, that being said, there's obviously a lot of hype about this particular movie coming forward. Um, critics were previously raving um, and, you know, commercials look awesome and stuff like that. And, you know, what did it turn out to be? You know, I, I didn't dislike it. Um, there's, there's, uh, crowds out there that are, you know, ranging from like, didn't like to hate and stuff like that. But, you know, like watching it before listening to anybody else and getting that in my head, I did enjoy it. There were definitely, and I'm going to point out the good and the bad things about that, um, about the movie as a whole. And you can make your own informed decision about that. But, um, like, I'd like to say, you know, like, first of all, don't, don't go by that. Don't go by what anybody says. Well, except unless me, you know, cause I'm, telling you right now and that's why you're listening um but uh you know don't go by you know just these random hype beast and whatever or uh you know or anything like that so how did this movie fare 
Um, the good and the bad of it is, uh, as far as the, the good of it, um, I mean, <laughs> Wonder Woman House, <laughs> oh, that, that just makes it good. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I did say, because, you know, going into it, I was kind of wondering how the, you know, Steve, Steve Trevor thing was going to work because, you know, obviously he died and he's not in the later movies and in the later movies, he's also discussed as being gone. So, you know, how did they work that into, you know, doing that? And I'd say that, you know, that, that was, that was done well and it made sense. And, um, I was satisfied with, I got my answer at least. Um, but you also have to think too about these type of movies. Uh, um, one as a, because this is not only a prequel of other things, but it's a after another prequel. So first off, before anything, even, you know, in the talks or anything about this, do I feel this movie was actually necessary? Not really. Um, you know, we already had our prequel to get the origins of Wonder Woman, and we've seen where she is in the current time. So to have an in-between movie, I didn't really feel that that's really needed. I think that it probably would have been better served as, you know, like Aquaman, which, you know, like, like I hate the freaking movie and I could say so many terrible things about it. Maybe one day I'll give an episode about why I actually cannot stand Aquaman. Um, but the good thing about it was that it was, it, it dealt with origin things, but it also was something that happened after Justice League. Um, so you're not tied down by, okay, so we can do this for the story, but we have to, but we're limited. We can't do this because the things that came afterwards would contradict that. So in essence, um, how does this relate to 1984? Um, so you're kind of like, you can't be that epic because it's something for, as we learn in Batman versus Superman, that she actually hasn't been out there. She like, you know, sends him dying and stuff like that. She doesn't tell the story until later that she basically, she hid from the world. She didn't want to deal with man and all that stuff. So she wasn't out there doing big things. So you, uh, so it limits you. So you really can't have something be too, too epic, um, because it contradicts with that. Um, and you know, go listen to my thing about, you know, prequels and reboots and all that stuff like that about, you know, the list of things. And one of the things is like, you, you don't want contradictions. And like I said previously too, about like, you know, the Saw movies is when you're making a movie after the fact and you're just kind of squeezing ideas in there, then, you know, it, it gets, it gets a little cumbersome. So, you know, it, it's very limited by what it can really do as far as, you know, like kids, you're, you can't do more than what you already know of, of her and everything like that. So that's a limitation. And, you know, that's a limitation where I would think that it would be unnecessary to, because it's not really like, it's not giving you anything additional that you need for going forward. Um, I like the, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, you had your villains in there, you had your Maxwell Lord and you had your Cheetah. Um, which everybody was like super hyped about Cheetah and Maxwell Lord being like the people know less about him. And funny, funny afterthought is they actually did have the character live action on Supergirl the first season. But as I said, it was Supergirl the first season. So it was garbage <laughs> and nobody in their right mind would pay any attention to it. Um, so 
this wasn't the first incarnation of him, but this is um the um a, a much bigger thing. And of course, you know, like Pedro Pascal, who we love, love, love from the Mandalorian, um, can't see enough of that guy. But as far as the character goes, um I felt like, you know, like it, it, like, you know, I mean, it carried along. Um, and it also had, it was kind of like a tragic villain type thing. And, um, also similarly with Cheetah, I felt that I did feel that, you know, like everybody did want to see more of Cheetah and wanted to see more of the relationship. One thing that, that did kind of bother me was that they were, you know, they had them being like very buddy, buddy, and then you end up on opposite sides. And I felt like they ended up on opposite sides a little too quickly. Um, I mean, I understand why they do, but it's, uh, you know, and again, it's explained. It's not something where it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. It just felt like, you know, if you're going to have a two and a half hour movie, which it did feel, feel kind of long, it's kind of, and like I said, if it's something that's not grandiose, epic, like, you know, something where you're talking about Avengers Endgame or or Justice League, where you have a whole bunch of different things going on, it's not necessary to really have two and a half hours. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, two hours would have been fine, and I think that it probably would have had a different feel, but if you're going to have it be two and a half hours, then you probably want to spend a little bit more time on developing the schism, rather than it being such of a quick thing. Um, and even if they, you know, it's been, you know, People have talked about having different ideas as far as, you know, like who she was or whatever and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm never a huge fan of when they're friends and then they, you know, have a falling out and then become like villains and stuff like that. Unless, I mean, it's very tricky. You got to do it very right. And it's also something where, you know, it's something that takes time. Like, you know, I, I'm not in love with the original Spider-Man movies, but as far as, you know, his relationship with Harry, that was a, a long, prolonged thing of the breaking apart and where they ended up on opposite sides by the third movie. But it made sense. And they... um they put in a whole lot of the drifting, you know? So it was like, yeah, they're buddies and everything. But then, you know, it's like the MJ thing, the thing with, you know, the tear between him with, uh, you know, when Spider-Man kills his father and everything like that, then, you know, Harry becomes a different person. So there's more there. It shows that, you know, like, I mean, those aren't, weren't great movies, but that's something that they did do. And if, even though the third movie was terrible, but as far as the path that it took from them becoming friends to enemies, it was, you know, it was something that it took time and it made sense why there would be such a schism. They weren't just like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, whenever one particular incident, then it's like, yeah, I hate you or whatever or something like that. I'm ready to kill you. Uh, no. And so this one, it, it felt like it did feel like there was a little too much of a quick turn there. Um, I would have even preferred if it was something where, like, they weren't friends and they, you know, like they just knew each other, but they were in different paths, um, you know, but, you know, not to say that it was bad, but that's something that I felt I would that, you know, kind of soured the movie a little bit. And um, also, you know, something that it, and I can't say that it dragged. It just felt like. How can we say it just felt like, you know, like it did like, you know, there was extra time needed for extra time that wasn't needed um and that you could have like you know even when you go into like you know 
Padman versus Superman. You could have definitely snipped out some parts and then put in those parts that were taking out to make it flow a little bit better. Um, uh, but you know, that's how I felt with the relationship with Cheetah. Like I, I love, I loved her. Um, and also kind of would have wanted more of a transformation scene. Um, well, no, actually, let me correct that. I would have wanted more of a transformation process rather than a scene that it was. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, you know, I mean, it, let's, you know, you could call them opportunities, but like I said, like it wasn't enough for me to say I hated it. It's just, you know, you know, things that you pick at. It's easier to like, you know, watch something after the fact and say like, it's like, oh yeah, you know, let's pick this or let's pick that there. You miss that there or that. And it's like, yeah, I can do that with anything. Um, but you know, was it like enjoyable, fun? Yeah. You know, and I like, I did like the relationship with her and Steve and the made sense of there's, and we have to also understand too, that the, Diane is going through a transformation she from from the beginning from the first original movie her whole first one was a transformation from her it was from her innocence to seeing the world as it is and then kind of having to tone that down and um i mean she ended up pulling back completely and now we're in the state where she pulled back but she's still kind of like you know doing little things here or there because you know she still has that feel of needing to do what's right but you know she comes into a crisis of like, you know, you're doing what's right, but you're also, you know, th the whole thing with Steve is tearing her apart. And, um, so, you know, you feel that, and, you know, and suddenly like, you know, everything always becomes a question. It's always a questioning of like, where is the line? Um, a line, um, well, you know, I won't say the line that was said, but, you know, like, where where is the line divided between what you're willing to accept um, for you to have what you want? You know, how far are you willing to go? And in the case of Maxwell Lord, there there is no, there is no line. Um, he just, you know, just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. What he wants, he's desperate for it, and he'll do whatever he wants. He doesn't care whoever is in the fallout, um, you know, until a certain point or whatever. And, you know, and for Diana, it's different, you know, and, you know, and she's finding herself pushing that line along because of how badly she wants Steve in her life. And so in that essence, like, I feel like this was, this movie was kind of like still her evolving, you know, because when we get to her in Batman for Superman, she's a completely different person um, because she's gone through all this stuff and she's still, she's still in the hiding because she's been through all the hurt and she's seen all that the world can do. And it, you know, it, it twisted from her perfect view of how everything was and how everybody was good. And, you know, seeing that everybody isn't good and that bad things do happen and it's not because of the gods or this or that or whatever, but, you know, you know, and then, you know, Bruce Wayne shakes her out of it and says, like, look, you know, you like this is this is what we need to do. This is who we are. The world isn't perfect. You have to take it as it is, but you have to do what you have to do um, because you have the responsibility to do it because you have the power. And so she evolves into that. So being that and going back to the limitations of is she's not there yet because Bruce Wayne has to pull her out of it. So that means that she wasn't there. So you're going through all these things here. So, um, 
it is it is you know it is very much a filler um it's and i i feel it I, you know i can't say it enough i mean I, it was technically unnecessary but you know as far as a watching movie yeah sure you can watch it and you can enjoy it you know there's definitely fun things in it um it had cool action in it even though it wasn't like and it's funny because you know watch commercials and they're saying like oh it was non-stop action for this i'm like eh, not really i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's like i wouldn't advertise as being like you know non-stop action like there's all these crazy fights and all this stuff you know and like and you know people have said like it's like oh you know the suit wasn't even a big deal or whatever and it's like we said the suit was going to be a big deal um it it kind of was you know it was there and it was you know it was used for the moment and that was it you know it but there it's not something where like oh yeah you know that suit that she wore in the comics you know they they hyped it up and then she didn't even use it or it was just this or that or whatever it's like no she never had this suit um you know she she has the lasso she has the jet she has the uh the um the crown and all that stuff is worked through. And actually, I, I, I like how they work the jet thing in there. Um, that was done pretty cool. And um, yeah, I like that. And, you know, that, that I felt was a nice bit of fan service. Um, but, um, you know, as far as the suit, yeah, whatever. You know, it's, uh, it, I, I feel that even from the commercial, it looks like it's really just the scene anyway. Um, and I don't think that it really should be a big thing or whatever it should be anything that makes you hate the movie or whatever um so but yeah no so there, there's there's definitely good things and bad things about about the movie um like i i did i like the characters um and uh you know villains are it's always tricky like one thing like with suicide squad the biggest complaint was that the villain was a little lackluster but you know it was something that was, it was more focused on not who they were fighting, but the fact that who they were, it was more on them, you know, being the bad guys trying to do something good and who they were about. So, you know, the villain was actually like, kind of like non, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't matter who they were fighting. Um, that was unimportant. This wasn't about that. Um, well, movies like, you know, Avengers and stuff, you know, like who Loki is, who Thanos is, what their motivations are. Um, uh, can I say that about Lex Luthor? Nah, not really. Um, Zod, Zod and Man of Steel. All of these things, the, those are villains where it's um a completely different story. Like it very much, those strong villains definitely made the uh, the they propelled um the plot along and um the antagonism between the hero and stuff like that. You know, very important. Um, this one I felt like it kind of like the the villains move the plot along and um but the plot was more so her um like i said her her transformation more you know her her moving through and where she's at and stuff you know so it's like it's you know it's it's not bad it's just not you know it's it's not epic it's you know it's something that you're watching and um i feel that if it was something that was that did take place later in, um, like in the current time, like after the events of Justice League, you know, what she's doing on her own, or, you know, like maybe she interacts with, you know, a villain that is doing something, but it's not so big that she needs to pull in the Justice League. Just like the way, like, you know, Aquaman was like, 
it was stuff related to you know his home you know and where he comes from and stuff it wasn't like a world ending type thing um well you know this could be the same thing maybe you know she has to go back to the mascara or something like that or like or whatever you know there's a hundred 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 different stories of things going on after the fact that are not justice league related that um could have been like you know a type thing or even if this was 1984 and they didn't previously do it like maybe this was the first one then yeah you know that was fine and they could have like a different introduction and everything like that or uh story but you know i don't think it's really necessary to have like two prequels like you know when it comes to um say like x-men you know they rebooted kind of like soft rebooted everything while still keeping the other things in there so like you know they had first class but then they worked up to the current time but they did you know it was it was like i said that was like a soft reboot of characters because they made such a mess about them in the in the current ones like but this isn't this isn't the case there it isn't where where you know like going to a pre-justice league or something like that um and you know they need to like you know reboot because they've done like the characters so poorly and they need to do them you know the way that they should be done um so it's not it's not a case like that so it's it's quite unnecessary to do a second prequel um in between times so um no but that that being said you know i i consider a decent movie i don't consider there are things that i hate you know um and i've, I've already mentioned one of them <laughs> but the things that like i really really don't even enjoy going through it i can't say that i didn't enjoy it and even though it it was longer than it, it needed to be um i felt like i mean they used the time well you know like stuff was always going on there and you know the plot was moving forward but you know it was something where it you know it's it, the type of plot that they had didn't need to be two and a half hours and and they did kind of drop the ball at the end um it was kind of uh you know it is one of those things where it's like it's like yes there's an emotional ending and i like that i, I like the way that they had the emotional ending but the particular scene that there was there for it kind of dragged that getting up to it you know it was something where it should have been like much much quicker um and, it, and it's very important with a movie that like when you're building up to things you, you gotta end off big you know like when you have your you know your big fights and everything like that or the the final confrontations with the villains and stuff like that you you, you can't drop it there you can't like you know drag out the conversation or something like that um so and i felt that it was a bit of a drag on that final scene there um so you know it, you know you're watching it and like kind of like yeah okay come on it's like kind of like it reminded me a little bit of like hill house when it was um not hill house the other one um bly manor where you know it's just like you know it's like she gets up she walks she goes here she walks she gets up she walks she gets up you know it's like it's, it's like okay okay I, I got it i got it in the first time you said it <laughs> you don't need to drag it through you don't need to drill it in my head i get it it's a simple plot a, a simple idea i get it so like it did feel like kind of like with that last scene that it was like kind of pulled out way too long um 
But then, you know, like after that, it was good. And then they had some like super, super cool fan service at the uh, end credits, which I expected. I, I knew I, I knew that that was coming. Um, I mean, I, I if you haven't seen it, um, this won't make any sense. But if you have seen it, then like when I saw the eyes, I knew that it was her. And um, and then when they did it in the end credits and it's like, bingo, I knew it. Um, so that was cool. And it, like and I. You know, that was a nice end end um, to it, um, though, like you, they kind of let you down a little bit towards the, uh, the the last battle or if you would call it or something like that. But I don't know. You know, it's like I, I you know, we're going to review. It's like, is this good or bad or I don't know, whatever. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that it can be enjoyable. Um don't like set your expectations like super high or like expect some like grandiose thing. You know, it's it's not that, you know, take it for what it is. It is like it is a filler movie. It is If you want to see more of Wonder Woman, you want to see Diana and what she's going through um, and stuff like that. If you want to see like, you know, like relationship with Cheetah and how she becomes cheetah and whatever like that then yeah you know it, it, it's it's good to like sit there and enjoy but you know is it something that's going to be like you know like in like when they start making their next movies that this is gonna like matter not really no it's just like it's, it's just filler you know it's just something that's there it's in between you know so whatever you know like watch it it's free um take what your own opinions are about it um but you know don't pretend to be a director or a screenwriter, you know, it's like, it's just a movie. Just take it in. It's there's much more horrible things out there. So, <laughs> but, and it's not horrible. It's, it's decent. It's decent. It's good. It's fun. Um, whatever. So, you know, like, let me know what you think. Um, and, uh, are you help, hopeful for the next step? Are you, um, are you, are you still excited? Are you going to watch it again? So I don't feel like it's really like one of those things that like, you know, I feel like, yeah, I got to watch this again. You know, it's like, uh, I feel like I de definitely did, you know, watch it. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I saw it. And um, I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> and, you know, like I'll, I'll see it when it's on TV or something like that. I don't know. Um, but it's not something where it's like, oh, if this is on, I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> so I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts are, how you feel about it. And um, I hope your prescriptions failed and that you're seeing clearly. Until next time. <laughs>